0: Welcome to Know your risk radio on 973 Cairo FM and AM 770 KTth. Know your risk radio is hosted by Zach Abraham chief investment officer at bullworth Capital whether it's preservation of capital or an aggressive growth strategy every investor needs a clearly defined risk profile. Know your risk radio is brought to you by bulwar Capital helping families navigate the ever-changing and often volatile markets. Know your risk radio starts now. here's your host Zach Abraham.
1: Thank you for joining us for another of the most scintillating hours in finance radio, and uh, especially for our Phoenix, Phoenix folks. Hope you know that that is tongue very much in cheek, but it's a title that we <laughs> it's a title we enjoy throwing around because there's just not a lot of competition. Yeah, there's other finance infomercials, but clearly that's not what we're doing. But uh, anyway, first of all, like I I was telling our uh, we we come on um, initially for three minutes in a station in Seattle and it happens to be the station that the show started on 770 a.m. in Seattle. And and the way the timing always works out, I do a three minute open there that the rest of the folks in Seattle and Portland and Phoenix don't hear. But what I was telling them was (laughs) there's a lot there's a lot to talk about. First of all, I think what's happening in markets, most importantly, and and I'm not going to focus just on the energy sector. I just think that I think that it's shaking out to be a really big macro event, meaning I think that that what's happening in energy could have very long lasting ramifications uh, and implications going forward. And I think it's going to greatly impact energy policy. But I, I will say that it makes me nervous because and this is not a political statement at all. Again, you know, you guys get to know me. You know, I'll just be straight up honest with you. I'm much more of a libertarian. I, you would probably consider me social or, excuse me, liberal on some social issues, pretty conservative on fiscal issues. You know, anyway, I'm, I'm just more of a libertarian. So, so I really am not going to – and especially when it comes to investing, I've said it over and over, keep your politics on the side. You have to. <laughs> they, they will lead you in all the wrong places. Having said that, the way that this administration is responding first and foremost to what they're calling an energy crisis is scaring me because it really is unveiling massive incompetence on this issue that is really unexplainable to me. And, and I'll start off with the Energy Secretary Secretary Granholm yesterday was doing, a, was doing a press conference, and the reporter asked, how many barrels of oil does the U.S. consume per day? and she didn't know that she didn't know that number she didn't know what we produced per day and she didn't know what we consumed per day this is the energy secretary and and why this isn't shocking to me is on previous shows we've talked about biden talking about releasing the spr the strategic petroleum reserve and how stupid and pointless that was how it was just theater. And 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 I don't mean to pick on him, right? Anytime oil surges, every president acts like they got to do something. But all of us should just laugh at them because they're releasing what? 15 to 30 days supply. And more importantly, <laughs> Biden released sour crude. That's not what our refiner that's not what our refine that's mostly the stuff we export. That's not the stuff we that's not what our refiners want, not the majority of them. And, and what happened? And we told you guys, the minute he releases, releases. if history is a guide, the minute he releases the SPR, you'll probably see a pop in oil. Why? Because the thing, there's a thing in Wall Street, why it exists like this, I, I can't really explain to you. I, I could make up reasons. But there's this whole buy the rumor, sell the news type idea, right? Where oil is going to be under pressure under the threat of, of the SPR coming out, Right? But the minute the SPR is usually released, the shorts come out of it and the price in oil pops. Sure enough, that's what happened. He releases the SPR yesterday. Oil pops 2.6%. The fact that these, they don't know these things. The, the other thing that concerns me, guys, and, and I mean this concerned. I mean, it seems bullish for our investment thesis. Don't get me wrong. But, but concerned as a, as, as a citizen of the nation, because I don't think people really understand the severity of this energy crisis. If the winter continues, because it's not been horrible, especially not in the east, but it's been colder than usual here in the west. And if this ends up being a cold winter, people are going to die. And I'm not being hyperbolic when I say that. The oil, the, the, the energy shortages, not so much here in the States, I don't think, but certainly in places in Asia, certainly in places in Europe again based on the severity of the winter yeah i just i continue to be amazed and then to top all this off then biden comes out yesterday talking about he will not stand for the price gouging of the american consumers by these big oil companies and i just kind of sit back in my chair and read that and go what on earth are you talking about if the oil companies had enough juice to control oil markets. Why in the world did they let it go to negative $37 last year? Oil is a global market. You're going to blame the oil companies. Go ahead and do it. You're just going to drive the price higher. It's insane. And, and this is what scares me about this whole energy discussion in the first place. At some point, we left logic at the, at the train station. We just took off on a route, big oil bad, four legs good, two legs bad. It's so Orwellian it hurts. Oil is bad. Oil companies are bad. Renewable energy good. We're going to completely ignore the fact that we can't power more than 15 to 20% of our grid with renewable energy, and we're not even close to that. And you are, and you're already seeing rolling blackouts and oil's bad and natural gas is bad. And some of them, even nuclear is bad. This is what is scary when philosophy rather than logic leads the day. These are the scary things because the unintended consequences. and, And look, here's the deal. Here's the frustrating part of all this you guys know my stance on energy. I think that there's an unbelievable pent-up issue in energy. And I think that this winter, energy prices are going to go a lot higher than most people think. However, I have no idea how high, and I fully admit I could be wrong. You can always be wrong. I was telling somebody the other day, if you're looking for sure bets, this ain't your show. They don't exist. If you find somebody that has sure bets, run. Run. Okay. Nobody's got them as, as clear cut as this energy thing looks, if you're an energy bull and you can't acknowledge there's the potential for it not playing out the way we think, I don't know. Maybe you're new at this, right? There is no guaranteed deal, but when you look at the setup, it will happen. Okay. The one thing I feel more certain than anything is that that energy crisis will occur. And I think it is, Virtually a lock to occur at some point in the next 16 months. Why do I say that? Because of policy decisions. You know, I've said this before, but energy is sort of like gravity. And and, and this leads to another segment I'm going to do today. Because I, I, I see this attitude all too often, and I think it is terrifying. And, and, and I think it has been enabled by central banks and, and governments too willing to step in and juice markets and help things out and cut rates. I just I, I see a ton of people walking around spewing nonsense when they should know better. But the reason they're able to is because the market hasn't punished them for that, not yet, not yet. But I do think it's coming. But the reason why I say that this whole energy crisis type deal and guys, I'll say. Doesn't it seem odd to you? And 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 I want to reiterate this. And and for those of you out there that are doubting me or think I'm being hyperbolic, just let me let me ask you a question. Don't you think it's odd that they're calling it? It's even being referred to an energy crisis with natural gas at five dollars and oil at seventy eight. Right? We were at one hundred and ten. What three years ago? Oil. Now gas wasn't five, but oil was one hundred and ten. Was that twenty sixteen? What, end at beginning at, anyway yeah at some point in the last three or four years in 2007 we hit 150 do you remember anybody calling for an energy crisis then and this goes to my point the only thing that makes sense to me is they're trying to front run this they see the problems that we're talking about they know oil is going they they they, they realize i don't think they're so stupid they don't see the setup and then and, and this goes right alongside Biden coming out yesterday and talking about the oil companies that are price gouging people. I, I don't even know what he's talking about, but, but let me, let me explain to you why I think he's rolling this out. I think he's confirming what we think is happening. I think he's confirming that they're seeing the tightness of the oil. And, and, and I said this probably a month ago I look, look, he's not pressing OPEC over $75 oil. He's pressing OPEC because he's trying to prevent $130 oil. And when he came out and started beating up on the oil companies yesterday, I went, you know what, that, that, that makes me even, that's another point on the side of the argument of he knows what's coming. Why? Because why? he's already trying, it, it just does, it's 78 bucks. And, I, and again, why is he already starting to play the blame game? Because I, like I've been telling you guys, there's nothing that you can do about this energy setup. You can't turn that flow back on. It takes time, you know, so you look at energy stores that we've got now. That's the game. That's what you got, right? You got to dance. You got you to dance with the one, you, the one you came with, right? It's the game. Now, a lot of this pressure can come off before next winter. So I don't think this is going to be like a, you know, a multiple year problem. But it is what it is. And the thing, like I said, everything coming out of the administration is confirming to me that, anyway, it looks that way, right? I'm not betting all of our clients' money on it or anything like that. I'm not telling you to go out there and lever long on the thing. I'm just saying all the rhetoric you hear coming out of the administration seems to back that up. Why would you, right? It's, it's, we all know it's not, this isn't an argument, right? That whole price gouging argument is ridiculous on the face of it. That's a global market. ConocoPhillips doesn't have anything to do with the price of oil. Could they affect it on the margins? Maybe for a really short period of time. But that's a global market. It's ridiculous. And like I said, if they had that pricing power, why in the world would they let it go to negative 37 last year? If somebody can come up with a good conspiracy theory of that, that the oil companies engineered the dive to 37, that would be the conspiracy theory of the day. I mean, I, that, that feel free to send that one to me. But no, it, it's just it's it's absolutely ridiculous the way that they're playing this. And like I said, the the energy crisis, in my opinion, is just it's inevitability. Why? Because these people, there will be a pain point, right? When you see somebody doing something completely irrational, you know that it'll stop. So it reminds me of my kids sometimes, right? You see them doing something, tell them no, don't do that, don't do, that. and finally you go, you know what? Go ahead. I know how this will play out. Go ahead. Right? Go slam your finger in the door if that's what you got to do. Right? Go ahead. I can't stop you. But I know that you're going to learn that lesson. And that's kind of the way I feel about energy. They can talk all they want about converting, they can't. Right? And, And they will get religion in some capacity. And this is why I think nuclear, guys. I'm laying out my thesis for why I think nuclear and uranium are so key. Right? That is the ultimate fallback position for this extreme energy, for these people with these extreme energy outlooks. They can justify it to their base because it is, it is the cleanest source of energy going. And it's effective. And that's why I think that what you're seeing, I think the policy mistakes and, and what really looks like ineptitude of this administration as it relates to energy, I think that it's going it, it, to lead to right a big change in things going forward. And, and I think one of the biggest things it's going to do is it's going to prove to be the launch of nuclear because what will what will convince them that their energy policy is insane? one hundred and fifty dollar oil I, well there's a price right i don 't know what that price is it 's kind of like I look at Germany. Is Germany going to approve the nordel two type or the, the what is it the Nordel two pipeline yeah, they will it 's just a matter of price right where that price is where I kind of look at it in trading in terms of you know, if you've got a if you got a guy out there with a big portfolio that everybody knows, like a hedge fund or whatever, and you see that he has a big, you can see a, you know, let's say that guy's got a, a, a stop loss on a position. Short sellers will go in and attack that attack that position to hit the stop loss because when the stop loss is triggered, it automatically sells the stock and it washes lower. And then the short sellers, when that wash lower, they'll jump in there and grab it, right? I kind of look at that as being the situation now, and I think Germany is a perfect example. They'll pass that pipeline. It's just about price. Where is their stop loss on that gas? Where is the pain point where the politicians won't be able to stand it anymore? Because they'll end up doing the logical thing. right? Reality will force that hand. right? It, that will happen. And, and so my question is just where's the price? I don't know. I don't know, but they'll get religion. Um, But it's just it's just fascinating. We'll wrap up this segment here or the market update. But let me just hit this too. another one that we've talked a lot about you guys. And I think you need to pay attention to this because we've been talking about it. And it's one of those things, again, where we've come out and said it. I'm not the only one that's saying it, obviously. Um, But you come out and say it and people laugh at you and they're like, that's not how things work. And you go, "Okay." Um, take a look at what's happened this. Take a look what's happened uh, this week. Look at markets. Look at the price of oil. Look at interest rates. Look at the dollar. They're all up. They're all up, right? How many people have told you when the dollar goes up, oil has to fall? Okay, we've been telling you that's not the case. Look, I don't. Nobody knows what's going to happen over the next two, four, six months. I'm just telling you the setup is saucy. If oil can, make it, because remember, I think people in markets are making a big mistake. They're like, whoa, oil's going up, dollar's going up, oil has to fall." Oil isn't going up because of interest rates or currency issues. It's just pure, simple supply and demand. The dollar can do whatever it wants. There isn't enough oil or energy out there. Okay, that's what's driving it higher. And in that way, what you're seeing in energy markets and the rise in oil, it's not really, there is an inflationary aspect to it, but it's not really inflation. It's just a supply and demand pinch. Now, if they don't change course... Right, if they don't change energy, then then that could be incredibly inflationary. But I'm just saying, I think the pain's going to be too good, too big, and the mismanagement of energy policies, and not just here in the United States, around the world too. Right, England's <laughs> England's been a mess. Their conversion to wind farms. Germany does not have anywhere close to enough NAGAS gas to get through the winter. Um. Like I said, reality is going to, reality is going to force their hands, but, but what you guys need to be positioned for or careful about, you know what, actually I'm going to talk about that in the next segment. That's too important to just leave up to a, to a a segment where we're tying up the end of it. So anyway, let's take a quick break here. As always, guys, if you want, if you hear the stuff that we're talking about and you want that thought into your portfolio, if you want to know how it is, we manage risk you know how, how our average client last year in March, when the markets plummeted 36 percent, was only down five to six percent and yet finished with better returns than the overall market last year? Our stock portfolios are up nearly 30 percent on the year, outperforming the market. Right with that downside protection at a lower fee than you're currently. If you want to know how we're doing that, give us a call, 866-779-RISK. Again, 866-779-RISK. Go to the radio show website, knowyourriskradio.com, or capitalmanagement.com. You guys know the drill. Stick with us. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Like I said, I'm going to get into, maybe not in the next segment, but the next segment certainly. In the next two segments, I'm going to get into what I think is the most important thing right now for all investors, especially those in typical retirement portfolios. We're going to hit that up. You don't want to miss it. Anyway, we'll take a quick break. We'll be right back. You're listening to Know Your Risk Radio podcast.
0: Download and subscribe to KnowYourRiskRadio.com. This is Know Your Risk Radio with Zach Abraham. Listen to Zach discuss key investment strategies across several asset classes, not just stocks and bonds. Get your free copy of Zach's new booklet, Common Sense Investing. Go to KnowYourRiskRadio.com.
2: How do you know your finances and investments right now in this economy are positioned for a successful retirement? Well, you can join me at Zach Abraham's Know Your Risk virtual roadshow Thursday, December 2nd, right after my show. And Zach, now's the time for everyone to take a hard look at their investment strategy. Dory,
1: there could not be a more prescient time. I'll answer all the big questions on investors' minds because I can promise you if you're incorporating some of the long-running investment strategies in today's markets, like a basic 60-40 stock bond portfolio, you're taking a serious
2: gamble and now is not the time to be gambling your retirement. Learn all about Zach's retirement planning and investment strategies at his Know Your Risk virtual roadshow Thursday, December 2nd. I'll be there till right after my show at three. Space is limited for this free live webinar. Make your reservation now at knowyourriskradio.com. That's knowyourriskradio.com. Investment advice cannot be given without a client service agreement With the firm's licensed tech business. Borough Capital's DBA of Clerk Creek Financial Management, a registered investment advisor.
0: You're listening to Know Your Risk Radio with Zach Abraham, Chief Investment Officer at Bulwark Capital Management.
1: And we are back. Thank you for sticking with us. Okay, this is a short segment because I went to... I get tired of saying this. I always go too long. I can't help it. I get rolling on the market update. There's just too much to talk about, especially in this market. And then I look up and I'm like, holy smokes. Most people are like, how do you talk for an hour every week? And I'm like, man, I don't know. It's hard not to talk three. <laughs> no, it's just, there's so much going on, right? But anyway, a, a, another quick thing on the energy front that I want to be very clear about. You guys have heard us talk about coal. Coal first of all, we've done really well. We, obviously, we did really well on our Peabody energy. I think I told you last week we've exited our coal positions about two weeks ago. Um, coal just got too hard to play. There's so much um, yeah, there's so much negative bias against it, right? And, and, and for some good reason, right? It's the cleanest, it's the dirtiest of those fuels, without question. My whole position on coal, just so you guys know, I'm not not somebody that doesn't care about the environment. My whole position on coal is if you don't have coal, a lot of people are going to freeze to death, right? The reason it's used is because it's really efficient in terms of heating and cost. And I just think it's, I think it's all too easy for us here in the United States to look at things through our lens, right? Where the biggest priority is saving the planet, where there's a lot of places in the world where the biggest priority is getting food tomorrow and staying warm. Right. So I just and, and the other thing is, is, you know, come to our economy in 1850 or 1900 and tell us we can't use fossil fuels. Right? These are developing economies. I just I I understand the need to get cleaner energy. I just understand the other side of it too, the economic realities. And I think we need to start being adults. You know, we need to realize, you know, for instance, all the people out there pushing for MMT or greater social spending. Guys, real adults understand that everything has a cost. Everything. And the question should be, let's find a solution that minimizes costs and maximizes benefits. And as of yet, we're not having that conversation. Like I said, though, we will. It's a funny thing about energy. You can only botch it for so long. Right? <laughs> you will end up doing the more rational thing. There's nothing more important. And, and keep this in perspective. This is another reason why I love the energy sector right now. The entire energy sector in the S&P 500, think about this. What powers our nation? Okay, that entire sector is cheaper. It, it is worth less money than Tesla. Does that seem right to you? And this is why I'm pounding the table so hard on this investment opportunity and and look i do it knowing that it turns some people off right it turns some people off some people are like hey we want esg that's fuels bad all that kind of stuff and i get it i'm not mocking you i'm not saying you don't have legitimate concerns i'm just saying look first of all if you can't sit and acknowledge that things like nuclear and nat gas need to be part of the story going forward you're not being a serious adult okay If you won't sit and acknowledge that oil is not evil, that we need to develop other sources, but even though we develop other sources, there's still going to be oil. It's still inputs to a lot of these sources, right? So let's have a rational discussion. And here's the thing. You can disagree with me all you want. You can be as idealistic as you want. What I'm telling you is you will bend the knee. You will come back to this table eventually to have this rational conversation because you'll be forced to. People, there'll be lines at the pumps. There won't be any power. Anyway, we got to take a quick break right there. As always, guys, and, and when we come back, we're going to visit. We're gonna, I, I'm going to talk extensively about what the most important thing happening right now is that is going to impact everybody. And it's especially going to be brutal to the average retirement portfolio. And it's starting to happen. We've been talking about it for years. And I know there's so many people out there that still aren't taking heed. I know there's a lot of professionals, so we're going to talk about that. I think this is one of the most important segments we've ever done. Don't miss it. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. You're listening to Know Your
0: Risk Radio podcast. Download and subscribe to knowyourriskradio.com. This is Know Your Risk Radio with Zach Abraham. Listen to Zach uncover the truth about the financial markets with simple and honest advice to help you plan for retirement. Get your free copy of Zach's
2: new booklet, Common Sense Investing. Go to KnowYourRiskRadio.com. How do you know your finances and investments right now in today's economy are positioned for a successful retirement? Well, join me at Zach Abraham's Know Your Risk Virtual Roadshow Thursday, December 2nd, right after my show. Zach, I'm excited to be there. Dory, we've taken Bulwark's
1: entire investment and retirement planning process, the same one you and Suzanne went through, and we've condensed it down into a 30-minute class. We'll answer all the big questions. Do you need estate planning? Long-term care? When should you take Social Security? How much money do you need to retire? And we're also going to show everyone who attends how to protect their portfolio against loss while still growing their
2: assets. Join me at the Know Your Risk Virtual Roadshow with Zach Abraham, Thursday, December 2nd, right after my show at 3. Sign up now at KnowYourRiskRadio.com, and you'll get a free copy of Zach's booklet, Common Sense Investing. Space is limited for this free live webinar. Reserve now at KnowYourRiskRadio.com. Investment advice can't be given without client service agreement with the firm's license business. Poor Capital's DBA of Clerk Creek Financial Management, a registered investment advisor.
0: You're listening to Know Your Risk Radio with Zach Abraham, Chief Investment Officer at Bulwark Capital Management. And we
1: are back. Thank you for sticking with us through the break. And and let's get into it. Um, Okay, so I've been teasing this segment a little bit, and I'm not being, again, no hyperbole. I'm not trying to be dramatic I'm not trying to give you, what it, what would he call it? Like it's a hot lead or something. Darren's not here this week. So he's out on vacation. So I'm flying blind here. Right? He'd be able to look this stuff up for me. He's my fearless millennial. Um, so, you know, it's I'm, I'm working with one millennial tied behind my back here. So if you don't like this week's show, give us another shot next week. But anyway, um, I, I think this is one of the most important segments that we've ever done. And... Regardless of whether you agree with me, regardless of whether you want to attend our virtual roadshow coming up on December, what is it, December 2nd at 3 p.m.? Something like that. It's on our website, but you can register for it at the website. Regardless if you're ever going to call us, regardless if you're ever going to engage, this this is not a conversation to try to drum up business, okay? And I've said this on the show before. One of the reasons that we get into specifics and things like this even though it doesn't really behoove us in some ways, because I know for a fact people have gone, taken what we've said and gone back to their advisors. And some advisors have heard what we've said and implemented some of it. But honestly, I, I'm just a firm believer in do the right thing, try to produce, put out good content, and, and the rest takes care of itself. The other thing is, is I want it to be a value add. Even if you don't ever become a client, if you can benefit from what we talk about, then, I mean, who who wouldn't like that, right? So... This is something that you guys can incorporate in your own portfolios if you're managing them. This is something that if you have another advisor and you're not interested in talking to us, um, you can take this information and have this discussion with them. And as a matter of fact, you should. Do we, do we want more clients? Sure. But if, if you get nothing else from this show other than some things to put you in a better position going forward, then, then like I said, we're happy with it. So let's, let's quit talking about it and let's get down to it the what what precipitated this segment was a conversation that i had earlier this week with the guys that run the hedge fund um that we collaborated with cuz it's a when i talk about our algorithmic portfolio not being just something that i thought up i'm i'm, I'm not at all joking i mean this was this is a heavyweight portfolio built by uh ex goldman sachs uh proprietary traders uh, people that worked at, you know, Millennium, some of the biggest hedge funds in the world. Um, anyway, I was lucky enough to cross paths with Marcos, who have, we've had on the show many times. And um, I say we developed it together. <laughs> he did all the real developing, right? We were uh, obviously offered the platform to release that. But that is a proprietary portfolio that no other RIA has. That's exclusive to us. We own the rights on it with, with him. Um, but anyway, I was having a discussion with he and his partner and his partner was telling me about a friend of his that is a financial advisor for UBS, a very successful guy, manages three and a half billion dollars. And he'd asked this guy, Marcos' partner, the guys that we work with to, to review his client's portfolios, look at his general portfolio structure and tell him what his thoughts were. And the guy came back to him and said, look, I, you know, first of all, I, you know, it's mutual funds. I get why you do that, but you know, fees and all that kind of stuff. But he goes, why are you still using 30 to 40% of these clients' monies in, in, in bonds? He goes, well, cause bonds go up when stocks go down. And the guy goes, well, no, that's not true. Right. He said the same thing I did. And it's cause if you're really doing your homework, you should know these things. Right? If you've got an advisor that's told you stocks or bonds go up when stocks go down, you need to get somebody else. Okay? Th- that is rhetoric, and it is not true. Okay? 70 of the last 100 years, that is not how it's worked. It worked like that from 1980 to 2008, and it hasn't worked like that before then, and it hasn't worked like that since. Okay? And this week is a classic example. Go look at your stocks. Most of you are probably flat to slightly negative on the week, certainly, you know, and your bonds are down. Same thing happened last March. Bonds were down 15, 25%, depending on when you have market was down 36. And he goes, why do you have that? And he, like I said, he goes, well, cause you don't bonds. And he goes also, are you aware that the average duration on your portfolio is 13 years? Now, what does duration mean? It means if we look at all the bonds you own, when is, when do those mature? When is the average maturity day? So if I looked at that guy's portfolio The average bond will mature in his portfolio in 13 years. So that means he's probably got some that mature in 20. He's probably got some that mature in five, but his average maturity date is 13 years. And he asked him, why are, why is your duration 13 years? And he goes, so we can get a little more yield. And he goes, well, it's like, he goes, you're getting another five base, 50 basis points. You're getting another half percent. And the duration risk you're taking is huge. Now, what do I mean by duration risk? Like I've told you guys, when interest rates go up, bonds go down, they lose value. And the reason they do that is very simple. If I buy a bond from the U S government today, it's going to pay 1.6%. Six months from now, you know, it'll probably be higher. Let's say it's at two, right? I get a 10 year bond now paying two. Well, Right, it's the same thing. It's a 10-year bond issued by the US government. Of course, I'd rather have a 2%er than a 1.6. So what do people do? When the 2%er comes out, they sell the 1.6 and they buy the 2. The 1.6% bond loses money. Now, the further your duration goes out, the more impact it has on price. So for instance, let's say the average duration of your bond portfolio was 5 years and interest rates go up, let's say a percent and a half that your, your bond portfolio that has five-year duration will get hit significantly less hard than it would be if you had 13-year duration, right? And, and the reason for that is simple. Interest rates have started going up. That bond scares me because I've got to hold it for 13 years. At least that bond, you know, maybe that bond will lose value, but it, 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 I'm going to get my money back, right? That bond expires in, in three years. I'm going to get my money back. So I'll be able to invest it at a higher rate. Whereas if I buy the 13 year and interest rates go up, I might be sitting on a bond that's underwater for 13 years, right? Making less interest than I could make in new issues. So the longer your duration, the harder you get hit. And he asked him, why would you have 13 year duration? And he goes, cause we make an extra half a percent. See, here's my problem about the last la- the, 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 lack of risk management. Okay. By going for that extra half a percent, and guys, this is what the normal advisor is doing in a bond portfolio right now. This is normal. By going for that extra half a percent, you are bringing in the potential for 5, 10, 15, or God forbid, even greater percent losses. It makes no sense. For an extra half a percent, it's insanity. Why, Why would you take that much more risk for a half a percent? Right? You get one pop in rates. Think about that. One pop in rates, that bond portfolio drops 10%. Now, remember, a lot of bond portfolios were down 15 to 25 last March. Okay, so I'm just saying if it drops 10%, that's 20 years of that extra 50, half a percent you were just chasing. Right, one, one rate move higher and a 10% correction on the bond portfolio, there goes 20 years of that extra interest you were chasing. And, and why is this so insidious right now? Here's why it's so insidious. The baby boomers... Up until the millennials, the biggest generation in the history of this country, they're all retiring. And they're retiring under the mantra, the older you get, the more bonds you should have. And they are wrong. They are literally running right into the fire. And, and, and even worse, most of them are doing it in a passive portfolio. Why is that worse? Because, guys, there's a whole confluence of events going on right now. Okay, this has been the longest and biggest bull run in the United States, in United States history. And, and it's been one in which passive investing or ETF, right, index investing has become the most popular. And for good reason. Okay, but there's problems with that. And what is the problem with index investing? The companies that do well, right, move further and further up the indexes. These, those indexes are designed from the biggest company Like if you invest in the S&P 500, the company that will be the biggest weight in your portfolio is Apple. It'll be like four and a half percent. You know, whatever the bottom company is in the S&P 500, it'll be like 0.2%, right? Well, when you get to the end of the longest and biggest bull market in US history, in a system like that, it's all the stocks loaded up at the top of the index, which is what you're most heavily invested in. It's all of those stocks are what have done the best over the pre- previous 15 years. And over the previous 15 years, it was been a deflationary market, right? You had the slowest growth in the history of the United States. You had no inflation to think of. You had an overactive central bank and Federal Reserve involved in every aspect of things. And all of those stocks that went up, all of those stocks that, have, that, that are at the top of the index, they are not stocks, that are going to be winners in an inflationary environment. As a matter of fact, they're the stocks that typically get hit the hardest because they they have really high multiples. They're expensive. So when you look at the average retail portfolio, both your equity side and your bond side are uniquely positioned to get ravaged by higher interest rates. You have no diversification in your portfolio. Your portfolio is short volatility and short interest rates. That's what your portfolio is. That, that is exactly the wrong. You know, we're talking about it. Here's another one. You're in those passive investments, ETFs. Everybody loves them because loves them they've done so well. Great. They're not going to do well. Not going forward. Right? We're talking about this whole energy setup. Energy is a 2.5% weight right now in the S&P 500. Historically, it's been 12. It's at 2 so that means you have no exposure to energy. You have no exposure to materials. How do I know that? Because those are the things that have done the worst over the last 15 years. And what do manage money managers do? Cause they got to keep up to their index. They're not rebalancing you into the cheapest sectors of the market. They just keep loading up on the same. I, I can just tell you, they just buy you more SPY. They buy you more triple Q's. They buy you more TLT, right? That's, that's what they do. When do they, you know, it's just like Kramer I, I've used and I'm not trying to pick on the guy, but I'm just saying a perfect example. Last year, when we're pounding on the table to buy value in oil, he's out there telling you energy's uninvestable. Now he's got a different oil company on every day telling you which one to buy after they've rallied three and four times off the off their bottoms. That's what they all do because they're chasing the index. That's one of the things we explain to our clients is, guys, there will be periods of times where we underperform. That underperformance is what will lead typically to our biggest outperformance, because if you want to beat the markets, if you want to lose less than the markets and you want to make more than the markets, you, you have to deviate from what the market's doing. And what I'm saying right now, the, the, the insidious nature of what's happening, like I said, interest rates are going up. Dollar is going up. Energy is going up. Why is that such a problem? Because it's going to be murder on your typical retirement portfolio. Our clients, they're benefiting. Right? You guys know our position on uranium and energy and all the other things and the value stocks that have done so well. But the other thing that's done great this year with rising interest rates while your bonds have been going down, the fixed indexed annuity. Our our. The, our we have products that have done better, but our most widely used product over the last couple of years, it's up 7% this year insured against loss. You're taking zero risk. If the insurance company were to go bankrupt, you're backed up by your individual state to a certain degree. We can walk you through those, those details and they have no fee. And, and it was funny talking to the guys that built our algorithmic strategy. Cause you know, these guys went to Wharton and, and, uh, Shoot. Where do the other buck now? I mean, you know, these, these are, these are wall street heavyweights. These were, you know, proprietary traders for hedge funds and JP Morgan and Goldman Sachs. And you know, these are, they looked at me and they're like, why isn't everybody doing this whole bond replacement thing that you're doing in retail? He's like, I just don't get why they're putting them. And I looked at him and I said, I don't get it either. I don't get it either. It's just rhetoric. It's just because annuities are bad compared to what are there bad annuities? Yes. But I just put it out there. Would you rather have your bond portfolio that got smacked for fifteen to twenty percent last March? That if everything goes right will continue to pay you two percent, right? And it's destined to lose money as interest rates go up. Or or you could be insured against loss making five to six, not paying a fee. Index to equity indexes. So you go up while inflation goes up rather than down with bonds. I just And again, I'm not trying to sell, you. this is why I said earlier, guys, I'm not trying to sell you on what we do. I'm really not. And I know some of you will never call. That's fine. But take what I'm saying here. Take it to your advisor. It's happening. Okay, and I think if you go back and listen to the radio show in March of 2019, we told you to get out of Boeing. Okay, last January, we were telling you something bad is going on. You need to be defensive. Would I like to have your business? Yeah, if you're a good person and I like working with you. But even if you're never going to call, do not just listen to what I'm telling you. Your portfolio is exposed. And here's the thing. This, This is the other side I don't get about what we do. If we're wrong and energy doesn't do what we did and there is no inflation on the way or what, you know, paint whatever picture you want. Our portfolios still do well. That's the thing that I just want to look at people and go, you guys, so often people hear us talking about risk management and they think lower returns. That's not how it works. Good risk management increases your returns. Most importantly, because you got money to buy things when they're cheap. But, But the most important aspect of it is looking at every part of your portfolio and going, look, this portfolio is essentially my business, right? This portfolio is my lifeblood. This portfolio is my job. It's what pays me. It's my source of income for the rest of my life. Don't I want every dime of that deployed in the most risk managed and effective way possible? Don't I want every unit in that portfolio to be operating with the highest rate of return with the least amount of risk? I look at the average retirement portfolio. It's completely the opposite. You're running right into the fire. It's like trench warfare in World War I. We're going to get them this time, boys. Charge. Then the machine comes brrr, and just mow everybody down. That's, that's what your portfolio is going to look like. It's not if, it's when. I, unless you think there will be no inflation. And I got to tell you, the people out there that go, this ends in deflation, just came out today. You got the lowest, lowest jobless claims that you've had since 1969. That ain't deflationary. Right? Social security payments getting bumped up 5.9%. That ain't deflationary. Minimum wages all over the country rising to record highs. That ain't deflationary. And, And guys, it won't be the end of the world. But if you want a proxy for what you're most likely to experience, if you stay in these traditional retail portfolios that were not built for an inflationary market, If you want a proxy for how it works, go look at 1968 to 1982. If you had that 60-40 stock bond portfolio, you were busted by 1977. Broke. Broke, broke, broke. So I'm not sitting here with my crystal ball telling me, telling you that I'm smarter than your guy or you were the savior of your retirement portfolio. What I'm telling you is that everybody is asleep. Not everybody. I'm not the only guy in the world that sees it, but the average financial advisor guys, they're at the sleep at the wheel. Why? Because they're not students of history and they weren't managing money during the last inflationary upturn. And they're asleep at the wheel. And unfortunately, you're going to be the one to pay for it in every aspect. You'll keep paying your fees for worse than market performance. And meanwhile, your portfolio is running right into the right into the right into the firing line. And you know what they're going to say when you're down 30 or 40 percent? You know what they're going to tell you? You got to write it out. And naturally, you're probably going to think to yourself, well, then what in the hell am I paying you for? And guys, I, I don't I don't know. You've heard me say it a hundred times. We're not for everybody, but if you don't want to go the active managed route with a guy that's got a good track record, whether it be us or somebody else, and there's other firms out there, there's a good firm I know of. I'm going to rep another firm here, but <laughs> even in the Seattle area, I believe it's called Guidestones or Steps, um, Footstones, something like that. Guidestone or whatever. Um, I ran into a portfolio of theirs and I went, this is pretty good. I actually like what they're doing. There's another good firm up. David Hay runs it. Uh, uh, Evergreen, Evergreen Gav Call, based out of Bellevue. They're they're another smart. Sh- I'm, we're not the only game in town that does this. There aren't many. And I, you know, it might be kind of weird for me bringing up other names of the firms, but they're firms that I respect. You'll be way better off there than you are at the big at the big wirehouses. They're just going to tell you to ride it out, keep you in your bonds, stocks, blah 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 there's a better way to do it there's a better way to do it and you're running right into the firing line and 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 that's the killer you don't need to and that's the other thing about the risk management side of it It, it, it's crazy because this excess risk they're taking this complete lack of risk management it's already lowered your returns right it's not like they're levering up a tech portfolio and dropping 50 percent in your lap Right? And that's risky. I'm not advocating you do that, but at least there's an upside, right? That's part of risk management. When you're sitting there going, well, this looks safe to us. We go, well, it's got no upside. How, how is that good? And bonds to me, they're the most toxic of all. Not only do they not have upside, but they've got nothing but downside. There's literally no reason. And, and you know the thing that bothers me the most? And we experienced this Last year, we experienced it at the end of 2018. People call us when they're already down 20 to 30%. It happens every single time. They're like, Zach, you were right. And not about every stock. When I say you were right, guys, this, is just, this isn't me being smarter than everybody else or thinking that we've got a secret sauce. This is just me sitting there going, hey, I got an idea. Why don't we build a portfolio that actually works in the environment we're operating in? It's just a portfolio construction issue. And your portfolio is built wrong. And it, truthfully, it couldn't built, be built any worse based on the environment that we're currently in. So, like I said, we'd love to help you out if you're a good person. We have very low client turnover. So, you know, my only caveat is I just don't want to work with jerks. <laughs> um and, and if you'd like to talk about that, you guys, you can learn about it on our virtual road show. You can see there's no tricks. We show you the portfolios. We show you their performance. We show you what they cost. We run you through our planning strategies. We just run you through what we do. It's 30 minutes. It's our virtual roadshow. Go to uh, knowyourriskradio.com, bulwarkcapitalmanagement.com. Actually, go to bulwarkcapitalmanagement.com, and you can sign up for the virtual roadshow there. Or if you want to talk to me or one of our advisors about our portfolios, how we do things, just give us a call, 866-779-RISK. Again, 866-779-RISK. We'll take a quick break. We'll be right back. You're listening to Know Your Risk Radio podcast. Download and subscribe to knowyourriskradio.com.
0: Do better in bull markets. Do better in bear markets. Pay less fees in all markets. You're listening to Know Your Risk Radio with Zach Abraham, Chief Investment Officer at Bulwark Capital Management. You can subscribe to Zach's free newsletter, The Bulwark Insider Report, at knowyourriskradio.com.
2: How do you know your finances and investments right now in this economy are positioned for a successful retirement? Well, you can join me at Zach Abraham's Know Your Risk virtual roadshow Thursday, December 2nd, right after my show. And Zach, now's the time for everyone to take a hard look at their investment strategy. Dory, there could not be a more prescient time. I'll answer all the
1: big questions on investors' minds because I can promise you if you're incorporating some of the long-running investment strategies in today's markets, like a basic 60-40 stock bond portfolio,
2: you're taking a serious gamble and now is not the time to be gambling your retirement. Learn all about Zach's retirement planning and investment strategies at his Know Your Risk Virtual Roadshow Thursday, December 2nd. I'll be there too, right after my show at 3. Space is limited for this free live webinar. Make your reservation now at knowyourriskradio.com. That's knowyourriskradio.com. Investment advice cannot be given without a client service agreement or the firm's licensed tech business. Borough Capital is DBA of Clerk Creek Financial Management, a registered investment advisor.
0: You're listening to Know Your Risk Radio with Zach Abraham, Chief Investment Officer at Bulwark Capital Management.
1: And we are back. Okay, one other thing I wanted to hit on. Value stock of the day here. Value stock of the day. So I am not telling you to buy this. I'm not going to tell you if we own it or not. But just to give you, when I I, I made a comment out there about how cheap some of these energy stocks were. And I jokingly referred to a couple that we own that have dividend yields higher than their than their uh, P.E. ratios. Okay, so for those of you that are like, what the hell are you talking about? Okay, they're paying a dividend that's about 2%. So if you buy the stock, you're getting a dividend that, uh, per year that's equivalent of 2%. The price-to-earnings ratio, the price of the stock is like at one. So you've got a dividend yield <laughs> greater than the earnings multiple. The reason that's funny is I've never even seen that you know, on, on healthy companies. Um, this company CPG is the ticker. Um, hold on. Let me pull it up real quick just to make sure. Okay. It's called Crescent point energy. Okay. It has a, about a US U S $2.9 billion market cap, 3.5 billion Canadian. My math might be a little off here, but check, check this out at current oil prices at, 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 uh, at 80, at $80 oil. These guys are throwing off free cash flow, profit, after all expenses of about $800 million a year. We're buying the company for $2.9 billion (laughs) at $80 oil. If you got oil up to $120, this thing could throw off 60% of its market cap in free cash flow. It's just obscene. And like I told our clients, I don't know what the stock's going to do in the short run, but you buy something like this, as long as you can trust the numbers and you can trust management, it's only a matter of time till you make money. So anyway, that's the one for the day. Hey, so look that one up, CPG. And if you want to know what I mean by cheap, look at that thing, study it, look at the amount of debt, look at the free cash flow, look at all that stuff. Guys, those opportunities are all over the place. If you want somebody that's looking for them, They can find them if you believe in that we're going to need to take different routes to navigate the environment that we're looking at. If you believe another approach, if you want your fee to get you a better result rather than picking up the phone and the guy just says, write it out. If you want some thought and strategy put into what you do rather than just getting shoved into the same cookie-cutter portfolio, give us a call, 866-779-RISK. Again, 866-779-RISK. And even if you don't call us, guys, listen to the last segment again. Take it to your advisor and tell him, I don't care what you say. I want you to get me in something other than bonds, and I want a portfolio that works in an inflationary environment. And I don't listen to what he says. Okay? It's like the UBS guy said, or I didn't even tell you this, that UBS guy that manages three and a half billion dollars, when he brought up the duration issue to him and he goes, yeah, I know you guys all talk about duration, but I don't really believe that that's a factor. And you go, buddy, that's like saying you don't believe in gravity. That's the thought or the lack of thought that are going into your portfolios. And guys, it's just the rest of your financial life. It probably deserves some extra attention. So give us a call, 866-779-RISK and 866-779-RISK. We got to run. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Hope you enjoyed your weekend. We'll be back next week.
0: You're listening to Know Your Risk Radio podcast. Download and subscribe at knowyourriskradio.com. Opinions expressed in this program are for general information purposes only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or any specific security. It is only intended to provide education about the financial industry. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult your financial advisor prior to investing. Any past performance discussed during this program is no guarantee of future results. Any indices referenced for comparison are unmanaged and cannot be invested into directly. As always, please remember investing involves risk and possible loss of principal capital. Please seek advice from a licensed professional. Bulwark Capital Management is an investment advisor representative of Clear Creek Financial Management, a registered investment advisor.